We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. Thursday edition is here. Packers game day is only three days away. Excited to bring some actual Packers real football content here. I'm half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perone. You can follow me over on Twitter at Jason Perone. I am also excited to announce that I am partnering with the PSF app. Please make sure you download that. I will be live stream watching the game on Sunday with at Danny in the snow. For those of you who follow her on Twitter, we will be watching the game live, talking, commentating, all that good stuff throughout. So make sure you download the app. Get over there and check it out if you can. With me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, it's real. It's real. It's about to get real up here. It really is. I mean, this is a lot of anticipation because no, it's just, you know. Back here for a second. So you're, who, who are you, who's your partner on this um, thing? This so her, Danny in the Snow? Danny in the Snow. So that is her, that's her Twitter <laughs> at. It's, I love it. Yeah, she's, <laughs> and she actually is, is forming up a. She lives in Green Bay, right? No. No. Oh. East Coast. Alaska? East Coast, yeah. That's the cool thing about this PSF project is that a lot of us that are that are doing it are not in the same time zone. We're not sitting, you know, we're not together in the room. We're not, you know, we're not doing any of that stuff right. together. So I'm excited to partner up with her because she's got a really good following and has been working on some other stuff too. Like she's starting a podcast of her own that she's going to be launching soon, which should be exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's just got a lot of really good stuff there. Cool. So I would say get over. I just love the handle, Danielle. I, I, I 
Yeah, Danny oh, in the snow. Okay. Well, in the east on the east coast, that still applies. You know, I guess not like not like Green Bay, but right. Yeah, so I don't. I wouldn't know that anymore. Neither right. would you. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely yeah, not. not. Yeah. So the the name of her the name of her podcast that she's doing or that she's starting is called Cheese All That. So it's the word Cheese All That. You want to follow it on Twitter? Cheese All That. Cheese All That. Nineteen. Oh, pretty clever. I like this. I like this book. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So that's going to be uh, that'll be a fun that'll be another fun one to, to check out. But I'm looking forward to that, uh, that whole thing. Now we're in regular season mode. And obviously, at the end of the show, we'll talk about what you're doing over Pack Report, what's happening now. I'm assuming that you're what you're doing is maybe similar to previous years, although maybe it's not. I, a little I'm bit, a little different. We'll, we'll get to that at the end. We'll get to that at the end. So same assignment that we had last season, which is we're going to be previewing the Packers defense against the opponent's offense this week. It's the Chicago Bears. So we all know the Packers will take on the Bears. It's the late afternoon game on Sunday, the 10th at Soldier Field. I will start with this, the tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, this is probably one of those things where you'll remind me that I shouldn't. you don't care and I shouldn't care either. But that terrible turf, are you glad that they're getting it in, in, this, in the spring or not the spring, yes. in the fall versus the winter? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the field's, only, the field's not going to get better after playing on it, right? It's, it's only going to get worse as the year goes on, the weather and everything else. No, per, no. Thank God, get it. yeah, play it now. It'll never be better than it is Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when you yeah, so that. when you when you covered the Eagles, did you ever get a chance to like walk on it? Have you experienced it firsthand? Soldier Field, no, because they didn't play that often. Okay, so it wasn't a place. I mean, I think I might have only been to the new Soldier Field twice. I've heard that the actually I don't know. I've heard that the press boxes are are very unimpressive. So, no, yeah. So I'm Soldier Field is was I, I actually covered the last game ever at Old Soldier Field. It was the Eagles-Bears playoff game, and the Eagles beat them. And it was funny because, like, we're writing our stories, and, you know, it's a playoff game. So I'm writing, like, maybe, you know, three, four story, whatever I'm writing that. They start, like, they were knocking stuff down. We were, like, I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to they knock the press. Don't knock the press box down yet. We're still in here. Like, like they really started, they, they got right to work on knocking that thing down. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I really don't. Old Soldier Shield was at least somewhat historic, you know. It's not Lambo, but it's somewhat, somewhat. New Soldier Field, I don't like at all. It's it's. Have, have you been there? No, you're not missing anything. I've never been. It look it, it looks like this. It's a weird looking building. It's it's one of my least, and not just because the Bears play there. Because I don't. I've said this a million times. I hate the Vikings way more than I hate the Bears. It's just it's one of my least favorite stadiums. It's down there with Jacksonville, Washington. Yeah, I just I don't. That's not a nice. It's just not a not your thing. Place. Not your cup of tea. This so a, yeah, and you know, I like the city. I, I didn't mind going to Chicago for for games. There's a lot, you know, a lot of good restaurants and things to do. But the, the field itself wasn't. It. And they and like I said, yeah, the the press box wasn't very accommodating either. I mean, since you brought, it's funny too that thirty years and again I go way back. So most places and Philly wasn't one. Thank, and I'll take a little credit for that, but. Owners realized when they when they were doing news and when suites became the thing and and you know doing other you know when media you know print media especially became not so important to them. Why are we giving Why are we giving the best seats in the house to these guys for free? Right. <laughs> so they they would turn to what would used to be our press boxes, which was like perfect middle halfway up fifty yard line. You know they made them luxury suites and sold them for a million dollars or whatever they sell luxury suites for and we went higher and higher and higher 
Like I used to joke that when I when we went to the Meadowlands or uh, MetLife Stadium, I guess it's called now. Is it still called that? It's still called MetLife? I don't even know. Man, that's a good question. I don't. I, at any given time, it's, Cause, it's cause a valid question in every any any market. All the time. Now I still call it the, the Meadowlands, but that's as high as to say that's as close to heaven as I'm ever going to get. Okay. Yeah. Because we were we were way, way up, up there. there. Yeah. <laughs> way up there. Uh, Dallas yeah. is still good. Dallas is Lambeau and Jerry World are my two favorite stadiums. Well, Jerry World is where they won the Super Bowl, and and yeah, yeah, I guess you the Superdome and Jerry World are my two favorites. Because <laughs> and the Seattle, funny thing is, not, Seattle's also very nice too. Nice too. Yeah. The uh, the Packers actually played terribly in the Superdome. Minus the Super Bowl, they've they've not had very many games, very many good games there. But that's why I'm glad this year, and I will be at it. But they've got the Saints in Green Bay. So, yep. all right. So turning our attention to the to the turn our attention to the game here. What the other thing that occurred to me is like, okay, it's getting real. Well, it's we record this on Wednesday, which is when the first injury report comes out. And I know that there will be more that that comes up. So on the injury report is uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Rashawn Gary was limited. On uh, practice on Wednesday, no concerns there. I think he's going to be on a pitch count anyway. I would expect him to be available. Uh, he'll, Anthony, he'll, he'll play on passing downs. Passing downs, yeah. Anthony Johnson, the safety, the rookie safety, was uh, he was a full participant. The uh, other other injury designees that were listed were all on, on offense. I will say of note, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Dontavian Wicks, all listed. Both Dobbs and Watson did not practice Wednesday, but there's still two days. David Bakhtiari, veteran rest on Wednesday. Nothing to see here. And then and the for good the, news on the defensive side is that Campbell and Savage aren't even listed. Right. So they're fine. Yes. Yes. Very they, true. They both missed a couple of days last week with little nagging things that, you know, but they're, they're not even on those. They're not even let there. So they're, they're good to go. They're good to go. And there are no Chicago bears on offense that are currently listed on the injury report. So I guess as far as, well, their guard is out. Uh, Kevin Jenkins is on injury. Yeah. He's on, on IR reserve last week. So he's out. Yep. Obviously for four weeks. Yep. So he won't be he won't be there. So in his stead is uh, they're moved there. They've got Cody White here let left guard and Lucas Patrick is your center now. I, I see that for the Bears. So as far as the as far as the Bears starting, you know, their 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 starters obviously Justin Fields is a quarterback. Khalil Herbert's the, the running back as as listed, and then uh, free agent acquisition DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney's a holdover from last year. Chase Claypool's back from last year. Tight end Cole Komet, we all know Komet. Robert Tunyon is number two on the depth chart there. Mercedes Lewis listed as third, so both Tunyon and Lewis in the house for this game this week against the I forgot they signed Lewis. Against the against the Packers. And then the offensive line is Braxton Jones, left tackle, white hair at left guard. I mentioned Lucas Patrick center, Nate Davis right guard, and Darnell Wright at right tackle. But I will say this, Mark. I feel I always say, do you feel better about, you know, the entire Packers deep more better about the Packers defense or the Bears offense? I feel better about the Packers everything as compared to the Chicago Bears. The Packers could have drawn a much tougher first game. Now, the week one, I always say, is a weird week. There's strange right. things that happen. But just from a overall sense here, you you got to be feeling good about where the Packers stack up against the Bears on all sides. Yeah, I do. And. Um, but like you said, week one, you see weird things now. And the Packers, the last few week ones, have not played very well at all. I right. mean, no, they, they, Terrible. The Viking game was awful. The year before, it was the Saints, right, the, that they played awful mm-hmm. against. Yeah, in, in Jacksonville. Right. With all that said, though, I mean, that was when they didn't play anybody. They, they, they took the preseason off. This year... And I'm like, you and I talked about this a little bit. Jordan Love played a good part of the preseason this year. 
you know, his his Aaron Jones didn't play much, but AJ Dillon was out there. The offensive line without David, except for David Bakhtiari was out there. Some of the, the the defensive players were out there. Again, they didn't play the whole game. You know, there was no need no need for that. But they played. They played together. Uh, they did some good things together. I, I, so I'm expecting a better week one than we've seen the last couple of years from the Packers because they actually did stuff in, in preseason. Yeah, I think Matt LaFleur is probably tired of coming out weak the first week of the season. I mean, there is something to be said about you've got a lot of time to recover. Doesn't go well, but you don't want to play badly. No, and it's and it's a it's a big it's a you know it's a division game like there's like the Vikings. But you don't want to lose division games. You you just don't you know for for a lot of reasons. Obviously, there it's a you know come down to tiebreakers and all that kind of stuff. Well, I yeah, said I mean, they, earlier on on Twitter on on Wednesday, I said, listen, two things I can tell you about this game, and one of them relates to our topic, which is the defense against Chicago's offense. Everybody knows who the Packers' safeties are. More importantly, they know who the Packers' safeties aren't. And so teams are going to absolutely positively try to test those safeties deep. In fact, I don't be surprised if the first play out of the gate is play action, deep shot to more, whoever you want to say, and, and try to catch those safeties off guard and get a quick six points uh, on the board. I mean, it would be the most Packers start to a game, especially over the past couple of years in week one, that I can imagine it's going to happen. And if I know what's happening then I would expect Joe Barry and the Packers defense to be prepared for it. Obviously, Kenny Clark came out and said, hey, our plan for run defense is going to be different. In fact, we need to mention this, Mark. Very cool. TJ Slayton, officially your nose tackle. Kenny Clark's okay. moving out to defensive end where he belongs. Devontae Wyatt as well. So I know the Packers will be ready for, for the run, and you can't just you know play. It's a passing league, but you do have to account for the run game. But I don't want to see the Packers fall victim to something that seems so obvious to me. Well, I, I somewhat agree with what you're saying. I think, the, you know, teams will try to – if the Packers have a weakness on, on defense, it's probably their, their safeties, although I'm in the camp, and I know fans probably won't agree with me here, but I think Darnell Savage has a, has a, has a bounce back year. I really do. I think, I think he learned his lesson last year. I think that benching of him – when he got benched last year, it, I think it humbled him, uh, woke him up use whatever term you you want but he played much better the final whatever four what when did he get benched i forget when but when he got when he got put back in i think he played was four games left mm-hmm. he played much better those four games made more plays but did more things than he did the first 10 weeks com- combined so yep. he woke up and you know and we've seen i mean it's not like he's a bad like he's some guy that you you know just was was never any good we, you know, he was a first round pick for a reason. He played well early in his, you know, he was looking like he was going to be, hey, this is a pretty good pick. This guy's going to be a pretty good player. And then he kind of hit a, hit that little wall there where he just was, and he admitted, he said he was trying to do too much. He wasn't, he wasn't following the, what he was supposed to be doing. He was whatever. He, he, and I give the, I give him a lot of credit for admitting it. He, he didn't blame anybody else. He wasn't pointing fingers. He didn't blame Joe Barry or the defensive schemes or none of that. He said it was my fault. I did this. I did that. So I expect Savage to, again, I'm not saying he's going to be all pro by any means, but I don't think he's going to be a liability either. So that's one safety spot that I'm not as concerned about as everybody else. Rudy Ford, we'll see. He had some moments last year where he made the Dallas game, which was probably the Packers' best win of the season last year. He played pretty well in it. But he had some other games where he wasn't as as good. But in order, but in, so I agree with what you're saying about the, about the Bears might try to go deep. 
But if you're going to go deep, you need time. I don't like. I think the Bears' offensive line is still doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, and like you said, Lucas, they're missing like one said, of their. Lucas, they're missing Lucas Patrick is their starting center. We've seen him. He's nothing. He he's not going to the Pro Bowl anytime soon. Yeah, they have Nate uh, Nate Davis at right guard. You know, a rookie now. This kid's supposed to be great. Everyone loved him in the draft coming out of Tennessee. Darnell Wright is their. He's their starting. He's starting at right tackle. He was their first round pick, tenth overall pick of the draft. He's still a rookie. This is his first game, and he's going to be going a lot against Preston Smith, who's been around a few years. Yep. I think Preston's going to show this kid some stuff that he's never seen before. Yeah. No, I think he will for sure. And it's, it's again, it's with rookies. The Packers are no stranger to this, too. They've got a lot of young guys more so on offense. They're going to get trial by fire. They're going to get in there and have to play through it and learn through some of the bumps. The Packers, defensively, you know, I mean, th- this is the the area where we said this, this Packers team, some people are sleeping on them, and this is one of the reasons why. They just don't they, – they, they should be better – Defensively, they should be better than they were yes. last year. Yes, they should. And so, if that's no the case, if, so if that's the case, because you've got Quay Walker a year year better and smarter, Devontae White a year better and smarter. You're getting Devondre Campbell back. These defensive backs are playing together. All the, the cornerbacks are strong. When Eric Stokes comes back, it's even it's even deeper. They get even deeper here. So this is where I think the the big key here, and it's the it's the obvious low hanging fruit, is don't let Justin Fields run wild. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's easier for players to run and quarterbacks to run in these warmer games and when the traction is good. And I don't know what the weather is expected to be on Sunday, but because I remember last year in the opener, it was a, you know, a, practically a hurricane. It was like a slosh fest when they beat the 49ers. They're they're going to want to get fields moving. They Obviously, you want to do the things your def, your offense does best. And one of the things that fields does best is run. He's not a great thrower. So does the pass rush stay disciplined? Do they keep him in his lanes? That's I'm, what they got to do. I'm excited about that front, though. I think this defensive line, and don't forget the rookies, too. I don't know how much of Wooden and Carl Brooks we're going to see early on, especially early on. We don't typically tend to see rookies play a lot up front on defense, especially when you've got ingrained starters already there. I don't know how well, much you're going to play a little bit. They will. They will. But, you know, if to, enough to make a, an impact, I guess, you know, but listen, if you only play five snaps and you make a huge impact on three or four of them, then that's a very, very good return. Yeah. So I think I think that would be good. The, the good the good news there is that they've got the bodies to rotate them in and keep them fresh up front. You don't right. have to you don't have to ask Kenny Clark to play 80 percent of snaps anymore. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. These kids are going to, you know, the backers didn't do something I thought they might do. And it's because these kids played so well in the preseason. I thought they'd be looking for a veteran defensive lineman on either on waiver wire or trade somewhere, you know, just to bring one again, just as for backup purposes. Because like you said, you don't want, I don't want, I don't need Kenny Clark or TJ Slayton or Devontae Wyatt playing 85% of the plays, you know, and they, they need to, Defensive line's a tough spot. You need to get you need some breaks. So Brooks and Wooten Wooden are gonna to have to come in and and provide those those breaks. I think Lucas Van Ness is gonna see time with his hand on the ground as well. Mm-hmm. We we saw a little bit of it. Um and they, he's been practicing with it. It's what he did at Iowa. He he played with his hand on the ground in Iowa. So he's more used to doing that than he is being a stand up edge rusher. So yeah, I think I think three rookies are gonna ro- rotate in there. I think that's why, and I think that's why they only kept five defensive linemen and six edge rushers because I think Van Ness is going to see as much time with his hand on the ground as he as he is standing up. Yeah, at least early on. Yeah, move him around, move him around, and try and figure yeah. out where his where he's best. And and that's why one of the reasons why I think he was drafted 
was because of that versatility and they could move him around and use him because you want to you want to keep your best players on the field. If you can keep Rashawn and Preston, get Van Ness out there and Agbury, you know, all those guys, whatever iteration of the pass rush you want to create and then throw in the defensive lineman as well. I mean, I, I think it could be, a, you know, this is this is a mobile quarterback. Good test here to see how the speed pursuit, the pressure, the push that they get up front is going to be and how that's going to go this season. I mean, again, I feel better than not. I guess my biggest thing that I keep coming back to is that these, you know, the, the Bears receivers are are not they're not bad. DJ Moore is a legitimate number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney's a you know, he's more of a three, you know, Chase Claypool. I don't know. I mean, you know, he he just he's such an enigma because of all the weird stuff that he does. And then he's injured and he wasn't very good for the Bears last year. He didn't. He didn't. He definitely didn't give him a return on that second overall or second round pick that they traded away. Now that could have been the Packers. Chase Claypool could be lining up in green and yellow right now and and be a Packer if if the Steelers had agreed to trade him to Green Bay instead of going to Chicago. But those receivers, and again, Komet too. Komet's another one. Can the Packers finally compete with or or I won't say solve because it's hard to solve, but like the tight end problem of not letting not letting a tight end run wild. All well, I thought them. they did a better job last year than they had in the past. Mm-hmm. I think with Campbell and Walker, it's two athletic inside linebackers who I think can handle tight ends. And Komet's good. I like. I do like him. That, that was a guy coming out of that. Well, now, Mark, now wait. I, I have to remind you because you like him, but you do know where he played his college ball. Yeah, he went to Notre Dame. I don't Notre hate Dame. all Notre Dame players. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I think Notre Dame tight ends aren't bad. I I I, I, didn't, I like Meyer last year a little bit too. I like I like Musgrave better, and I'm glad the Packers got got him. But no, Notre Dame. I could take a tight end. I don't. I just didn't. I don't want running backs from Notre. Dame. Um, yeah, gotcha. Or wide receivers either. Claypool's from Notre Dame too. I don't. Want, I didn't want him. Anyway, yeah. I think though. I think I'm anxious to see what Joe Barry does with the defense in this first game because this and this will be a good a good sign of, of hopefully of things to come. Is he going to have Jair Alexander follow DJ Moore? Mm. I say he should. Okay. Right? And and Jair wants that. Jair wants to cover the other team's top receiver the whole game. You know, where it doesn't matter. If DJ lines up on the left, then that Jair's on DJ lines up on the right, Jair goes over to the right. They just let him let him follow DJ Moore around. Um when 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 he's when they've done that, it's usually provided good results. When they didn't do that, it didn't provide yeah. very good results. Yeah, exactly. See week one last year. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking let let Jair handle DJ and kind of take him out of the game. You know, Nixon can cover Mooney in the slot, and Rosal can handle Chase Claypool on the on the other side. Sure. Um, and then you know, and then you have the safety help deep if you need it. But getting back to Fields, because that's that's to me that's the big thing is like you said, Fields can run. There, there's no he's he's he he can run. He he could hurt you more with as much if not more with his legs than with his arm. And we've seen quarterbacks that aren't as talented as Justin Fields as running the ball hurt the Packers running the ball. So they can't. This pass rush is good. I think we we I think we all agree that the one thing the Packers they they the defensive line can rush. They have some good outside rushers now. Like you said, Rashawn Gary will probably get whatever many snaps, but they'll be on passing downs more more so than. Then not Preston Smith's a good rusher. Kingsley and Abari. Am I saying that right now? So it's um, an Agbury. Agbury. An Agbury. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. The kid I, from South Carolina. Yeah. He um he's he looked like he's you know stepped it up a little bit. I don't know if we'll see Hollins or Cox, but the, the Packers have but but you can't 
I remember again, I'm, I'm going to bring up people because here he goes again talking about the Eagles. But I remember when Jim Johnson, the Eagles defensive coordinator for, for a long time, when when they played, when the Eagles played the Falcons in the playoffs and Mike Vick was the quarterback of the Falcons, they did what they called them. They called it a mush rush, which was they weren't trying to sack Vick because that they, I mean, if they did, they did, but they weren't, they weren't over pursuing. They, they kind of stayed in their lanes and they wanted to contain him, just keep him in the pocket. They didn't want him running around that because they, they knew once he got outside of that pocket, anything could happen with him. Right. It was Mike Vick and he was unbelievable and probably one of the greatest athletes to ever play quarterback. And Vick had an arm. Fields doesn't have, Fields isn't Mike Vick. He can run like Mike Vick a little bit, but he can't throw like Mike mm-hmm. Vick. So keep Fields, make Fields throw the ball. <laughs> I'll take my chances with Fields throwing the ball against Alexander and Douglas and Nixon and whoever, you know, Savage and everyone else. I'll take my chances. I don't want him running around because he can hurt you a lot with his leg. So keep that, do that, you know, that that rush where you you keep him contained. And again, like I said, I don't, but just like the Bears offensive line doesn't, I, I think they can do what, what they want to do against him. I, I, I know Kenny Clark's playing on, on the end now, but I would, I would love to see him go up against Lucas Patrick. Yeah, no doubt. And that's it. That just, that just goes without saying. That's what I mean is is be disciplined here. You finally have the athletes to be smart about it. You don't have. You're not a one trick pony on defense. You don't have to just hope that your your plan works. Hope is not a strategy. All that kind of stuff too. I think I think just be be smart about. It. And this is where we kind of have to talk about the defensive coordinator. We haven't talked about talked about Joe Barry much here. This is his his third season as defensive coordinator. This is his first game this season. There's a lot of eyes on him. I think the biggest set of which is Matt LaFleur because he's hitched his wagon to Barry, didn't make the change last year, and that's fine. You don't make a change for change's sake if you don't think that it can better your football team. But there's a lot there's a lot of critics out there, and there's critics everywhere. But Joe Barry's got a lot of eyes on him here, and I think this is one of those times where if you if the if you if the Packers walk away, even if they win this game, but they walk away getting beat by the obvious thing, that's not that's that's frustrating. That's not a good look. Like like I said at the outset of the show here, if I can see something coming my way, and I could be wrong, maybe the pack maybe the Bears don't try to throw it deep at all because they don't trust Justin Fields' arm. Although I will tell you, he threw deep plenty in preseason and in training camp, so I think they were, they want to go deep. You don't get a DJ Moore to just throw checkdowns right. all over the place. But it's going to be really frustrating to me if Barry comes out and his his strategy is just backwards. When again, any any simple fan could have said these are the three or four big things you need to come into this game trying to avoid. Uh, yeah, no, uh, and that's why like I was alluding to that when I when I said I, I want to see the differences in this Packer defense. And I think from what we're being told, and again, they could I'd rather them show us than tell us is they're, that they're going to play more man to man. More press man to man. They're gonna let they're gonna let Jair cover the, the the other team's number one wide receiver for for the you know for most of the game. I mean, might, I mean there might be a snap or two where DJ's not with, with Douglas. You know it happens, but for the most part, now I I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this this week against the Bears and Fields, but I think we're going to see some blitzes more than we did. They were blitzing in preseason, which teams you don't blitz in preseason. Uh, wasn't it the like first series of the preseason? They 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 sent um. Yes. This, um, who was it? Was it Nixon that came on the blitz? Yep. And and, and yep. got a sack. Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon. Yep. Yeah, they, they blitzed out of the slot. So I mean, I, I love that kind of. Stuff. I'm a, I'm a, I'm that kind. I like an aggressive go after the quarterback defense. That's play man to man. Go after the you know get after the quarterback. They have the people to do it. Like I said, this week I don't, I'm not so sure about blitzing because I'd rather 
you know, if the blitz doesn't get there, then you're asking for trouble with, you know, with Fields. Make Fields throw the ball. Make him cover and make him. He'll make mistakes. I mean, in 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 in, in his career against, he's thrown six interceptions against the Packers. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he, he'll he'll. If you remember last year's game, he I think he threw two in the fourth quarter, right? Yep. And then of course there was two years ago the house called a Rasul to ice. Yep. That one, so yeah. There's, there's been, and these are the same defensive backs. I, Jair, if there's an interception to be had, he's smart. Rasul's good. He's heady. Yep. And Keyshawn Nixon, same thing too. He's, he's a smart DB. So, you know, Fields makes mistakes. He's going to pay for it. I just, again, just make sure you, you do the simple things and do the basics that you're supposed to. Yeah, play, play discipline. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, don't give them. Don't have, don't have stupid penalties. Don't jump off sides. Don't get called for, you know defensive holding you know stuff like that play play smart disciplined football you're the better you're better your Packers defense in my opinion the bet the Packers defense is better than the Bears offense yes like I said I don't I don't think the Bears offensive line like they're they're missing like I said they're they're missing a starter one of their better one of their better ones probably just aren't all right like I said people love him they told me he's going to be really he's a rookie still a rookie who probably needs some time so get after him like again good reason like to play play him in their first game by the end of the year, he'll probably be a lot better. But right now, he's a rookie making his first NFL start and going against a guy that's been in the league a long time, Preston Smith. I'm sure Preston Smith's saying, oh, I got me a rookie. I got me a rookie this week. Yeah. I'm going to have fun. Yeah, you never know how it, how it could turn out, but I like I like Green Bay's chances there. Now, I know that technically on the stat sheet, special teams does not count under defense, but I would be remiss in saying I'm I'm really excited to see how that group is going to come out and play in the first game. We'll get a chance to see you you know you very quickly determine who your your good gunners are and who the guys are that are going to be the first ones downfield. Now with Rudy Ford playing safety full time, will he get as many or any snaps on that punt return, for example, or, or punt I coverage? I would think not. Right, and I mean, and that's that's a big deal. That's a big deal because you're taking a special team stud. I mean, that's what he was originally brought in for. And now, unfortunately, because there was nothing done at the safety position, he's having to play on defense. And so, are they giving up something on special teams that they would otherwise need? You know, well, I, I think they've added enough other. I mean, listen, <laughs> one thing this team did this offseason was concentrate on special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Ford isn't, I mean, he might be on some. I, don't, I, I can't imagine he's going to be on every unit because he is starting on defense. So you don't, you don't want him, you know, exhausted by the third quarter. Right. But this kid they signed, Shane Anderson, who they got, who they claimed on waivers. Yes. He's a special teams guy. He's probably Rudy Ford now. Okay. In, in terms of that, because he, I mean, that's all he did in Kansas, and he's pretty good at it apparently. That, which is probably why they signed him. You still have Levitt. That's all he does is play special teams. So right. he, he's going to be, you know, very involved. If Anthony Johnson dresses, he'll probably be a lot on special teams. I mean, you still got McDuffie, who's who's become a pretty good special teams player. Eric Wilson, who, who am I forgetting? Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. 
I really wish I could have simply used GameTime to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using GameTime app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the GameTime app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. GameTime is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We made it. It's officially football season, which means it's the best time of the year, but also it means that I'm going to be really freaking busy. If you're like me and your busy fall season is already in full swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor lets you level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Personally, I'm trying to eat healthier, so their calorie-conscious options are perfect for my meal plan. They have delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Best of all, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered directly to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I think you got most of the studs. Yeah. As, as far as that goes, unfortunately, Tyler Davis on injured reserve. And right. it's the vaunted Vellis Jones Jr. at punt and kick return 
I joke because he gets a lot of you know a lot of flack from Packers fans for being an older younger player older rookie and all that kind of stuff too so he's listed as the bears punt and kick returner gonna I be Trent Taylor Trent was, is, is he is Trent Taylor not doing punts at all anymore well he's listed as the backup and for both okay. he's listed as the backup for both but I, I mean rarely do you want the same guy I mean Vellis Jones as far as the as far as the depth chart goes he's a he's he's a backup to Mooney so he's not one of the he's not one of the first receivers on the field but no, do you like do you typically want a guy doing both punts and and kicks? If I guess if he's dynamic enough, sure. But I don't think Velas Jones is that. I think I think well, that's another... I think Keyshawn's going to do both for the Packers again. I don't I don't, I don't know. Uh, they might have is, Reed. Is Reed going to do punts. Yeah, they might have Reed do punts. But yeah, again, it depends but how again, much of the because Nixon's playing. He's going to be the nickel, so they don't want mm-hmm. him playing a hundred snaps again. Yeah, either. so there's a lot of that stuff is is being determined by injuries and just the the what they're having to do on either offense or defense for sure. But uh, from a defensive standpoint, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much more we can twist it or hash it here. I think we've covered the big points, which is just be smart with fields. Make right. sure the safeties are set up for success as much as they can be. I mean, they're not great dynamic safeties, you know, and at some point they're probably going to get beat. Some team is going to out scheme them or a guy's going to get open and, and a team is going to get a big play off of it. I mean, we know that that's an area of weakness. And of course, if you're smart and you're an offensive coordinator, you're going to attack that right away. But I'm just saying like right out of the gate, I can literally see the first snap be something that looks like a designed run for fields or something like that. And, and Lord, it's a, like a draw and he takes a couple steps or it's like a flea flicker or something like that. And, and you get a deep ball and like, let's just, let's not do that. Let's make sure that we're sound in the first part of the, actually the whole game. Why don't we just play a sound four quarters and then we won't have to worry about it. Right. But I just don't want to see those obvious things get, get the Packers. And then you mentioned one that, that a very important one earlier, which is be disciplined. Not a lot of penalties. We don't want to see a lot of laundry. I have no idea what kind of season it's going to be this year. As far as the refs, are they going to throw more flags, less flags? I don't know. I just, and some crews just get really flag happy. And when it's, when it's a, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think you heard what Russell said this week. He doesn't really care about it being the bears. He said, that's more of a fan thing. So I don't know that this is a game where it's like, Oh, tensions are going to be high. And I know that these two teams have faced each other a lot, but it's, it's not like it's back in the day. This is the old like Ravens Browns or I don't know, you know, insert Eagles, Cowboys, or, you know, whatever it be. I just, you know, play discipline and don't, don't let the zebras decide the outcome. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not even, I wasn't even thinking that. Like I said, I think the Packers defense should be like, I, I, I wrote this last week that, you know, I think the, the offense is young. We know that. Well, when I say the offense, I'm, I'm falling, I'm falling into the same trap as everybody else. The Packers receivers are young and they have a first-time starter at quarterback. Yep. The, the offense in general isn't young. The offensive line is in their prime. Yep. The running backs are in their prime. So they're not young at all. Running backs, offensive line are perfect. Not old, not too old, but not, but certainly not young. They're, they're right there. Receivers, very, very young. Tight ends, ridiculously young. Quarterback, not young, young, but first-time starter. So, yeah. But So the offense may take – a little time because of the youth at receiver and 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 listen, listen I love Jordan Love. I've been I've been a fan since 2020, but he's still a first time starter. He's going to see and he and and granted he had a nice preseason, but teams don't really scheme in preseason for you. Right. So he's going to you know <laughs> no. coordinators coordinators now you know they they're going to watch his preseason tape. They're going to they're going to watch him against the Bears. They're good coordinators will come up with some things that he's not ready for, mm-hmm. and then you know it's up to him and Matt Lafleur to you know adjust during the game to different things but 
the offense may take a little bit, I think. The defense is not young. It's it's they have some young backups, but they have as is a veteran, well tested, <laughs> ready to win defense. I mean, yep. You got Kenny Clark, you got Preston Smith, you got Rashawn Gary, you got Campbell, you got Douglas and Alexander. You know, Walker and White are young, but they're not rookies anymore. They're second-year guys. This is a veteran. This is a defense. It's loaded with first-round picks. It's loaded with guys making some some pretty good money now. They're, they got They got to be the strength of this team for the first five, six weeks. And they're not facing a murderer's row either in that first five, six weeks. They're facing Justin Fields and and uh, Desmond Ritter and uh, Derek Carr, Derek Goff. I mean, that, you know, that's not yeah. – they're not getting Burrow, Mahomes, and, and Allen. Right. So I mean, they need to they need to carry this team a little bit. And like you pointed out, we're not we're not we're not doing special teams, but this these special teams. I mean, it used to be we were scared, right? I mean, God, the special teams were so bad. It was like, oh God, just we used to, we used to. And I I wasn't a joke when I used to say, I I would I wanted every punt and kickoff to go in the end zone. Yes, just get me the I ball. Said the 20, same thing. 25. I said the exact you know, we same thing. We were happy thing. with that. Now I expect these special teams. Because of the concerted effort of the front office, the coaching staff, whatever, whoever, to sign guys like Levitt and this Anderson and, and you know, bring guys in that are just for special teams. So special teams should be good, right? I mean, if, if you're putting that much of an effort, I want to see – I don't want to see just be okay. They should win games. Like, and by the end of last year, we, we did see some. Nixon became a dynamic returning man, the best in the league. So I, I expect him to still be good. I expect – the coverages, I don't I don't expect, you know, kickoffs being brought out the midfield. Right. I don't expect punts to be, you know, you know, big returns. I expect good coverage. I expect you know, I expect I expect the other team to be starting deep in their own territory. Right. Yeah. So let's you know, let's uh, let's see what happens. Make and the march. coach is very good now. They have a very, very good special teams coach, which they hadn't had in, since Nolan Cromwell probably. Right. Make him yeah, make a march. She's going way back, way back in <laughs> yes, the day. I am. Yeah. Well, I mean it's been a yeah, while. Make a march. Make a march. So the 20, as hey, to, the, the, the the twenty um the tw- what year I'm oh, why am I drawing the blank? Twenty ten, right? That's the that's the rule team. The special team wasn't that good. They won the special they 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 weren't awful, awful, but they weren't good. But right. we know they weren't good. They gave up that ninety, you know, that huge return to Dan Connolly, the offensive lineman. Yes. It's like, really, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, I remember Aaron Rodgers saying, I think he was on on David Letterman. Didn't like the, the MVP always go on Letterman the next day or whatever? And um, I remember Rodgers, Letterman asked him, so when you took the lead, there was a, what, or, or you kicked the field goal and you went up, whatever. Were you worried that Roethlisberger was going to bring him, bring him, you know, bring him back, whatever? And, and Rogers said, I think Rogers' exact quote was, "I'm nervous. I was nervous every time we kick off." Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it that that was that was a terrible moment, but in a good season that ended well. But yeah, right. uh, uh, but, but special, I'm saying so special. I, I was kind of serious in that. This is a, I think this is the best special teams and best coach by I guess, and the best group of special teams players. I mean, they actually have guys that they play. That's what they're there for. Play right. special teams since way back when Holmgren's day. Right. Yeah, no, they they really do. And I think, so again, make it manageable here. And that, that kind of leads me to kind of the nice tied up with a bow here. So how well of a job does the Packers defense do on Sunday? What is your predicted outcome and what is the final score? Packers 24, Bears 13. Ooh, 24-13. I got 24-20. Oh, I was going to do 24-17. 
but I'm going to go. I'm going to go 24 20 because again, week one, strange things happens, and and who knows? Maybe it'll end up being a a weirder score because of the go for two, don't go for two, or you know, Carl, <laughs> Carl is Carlson going to miss a PAT or you know whatever, oh whatever you know whatever any of that stuff's going to be. But we both have the Bear, the Packers starting out. Well, yeah, good... my, my my 24 was three eight point touchdowns. Okay. They're going to go. go for two every time. Go for two Not every kidding. time. Right. Exactly. All right. No. Well, so, uh, no, I mean, you got to let, you got to let the young boy, you got to let the, I shouldn't say boy, you got to let the young man kick one if he's got an opportunity to, especially when the weather is nice. And before, like I said, before that field turns into complete chud, but yeah. yeah so the Packers, Packers get off on a good foot one and oh, as far as we see it here. I hope so. And then they'll get ready to try a really tough uh, road opener in Atlanta the following week. So that's going to be an interesting one to preview because I don't think that the Falcons are as good as the Packers, but it's a long road trip out east and all the other rigors and things that come with that. And and I yeah, think who may, why did Packers have two straight openers? I mean, two games. Two, why don't they? That's, that's they're really not at home. They don't open well, the they don't. Week. They're not at home much to start the season. But you know that always bodes well when it gets cold and then in the, in the yeah, later part of the season. And that really oh, has I'm more to do it's with kind of weird that they wouldn't be home either the first two weeks. I know, like some teams that share a baseball, like when they used to share baseball, you had to football teams had to be on the road because they're their their baseball, you know, their baseball. Well, that's not the case in Green Bay. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more for me. It's not so much the weather as it is the travel, like having to get it get right. together, travel, and go on the road. Like I think it's just easier if the Packers can stay at home and let the other teams come to them, and they're used to the way it goes in Lambeau Field and all that other kind of stuff, especially if this team is in the mix at the end of the year for a wild card spot or they're in the division lead, I'll take it. It's fine. What I don't like is that early bye week. You and I are going to have a very early opportunity to freelance for a week. It's so week six, yeah. That'll be that'll be interesting. That's a that's a very early bye week that uh you know but I guess if you think about it, it would have been around that last year too, because the they London did, they, London game was in early October and yeah. they yeah, we, we we don't need to go over that again. Now we no. know. We know that they we know, we know that they blew it. So what is now we're, we're finally to this here. So what is your assignment? And uh, of, as far as the the week uh, yeah, before the week of uh, the week of the game leading up to well, and then afterwards, doing, well, what what's up now is my predictions for not just not just the Packers, but for the league. I think people know what I've, I've already made it pretty clear what I think the Packers are going to do, but you can read it. And then I do all my NFL predictions, Super Bowl, the whole thing. That's up now. But during the season, I have my game, my instant analysis that I always I've been doing for for years now, which will, which will be on game, you know Sundays usually, but game day if it's a Monday night, it'll be on Monday, Thursday, whatever. You know, right after the game, I'll do that instant analysis, and then I'm gonna, a new thing. I'm going to do every Friday. I'm going to do like a game preview, something that I used to do back in the day um, when I, you know, when for newspapers. It just like it'll be like a, a, you know, a lead about the about the about the history of the two teams. So this week's easy because Packers Bears have a lot of history, obviously. And then just a little like a, a key matchup, key injury, key stat, what to look for, and then a a, a, a prediction for the game as well. Okay, very good. So that'll run every Friday, unless the games. You know Thursday or whatever. Okay, so quick slide. So I'll have so I'll be on the on PSF. It's at PSF app. So get over there and check out that that get that downloaded and and go check out the live stream. Come interact. Give us some some love over there if you will if you have an opportunity to while we're over there doing our thing again. It's it's uh, it's actually PSF underscore app. Uh, it's at PSF underscore app if you want to download that. And again, it's myself and at Danny in the snow. We'll be doing this week's game. It's not always going to be the same crew every week, but she and I are, are 
synced up for week one. And then, of course, Quick Slants podcast will come out on Monday with an analysis, a further breakdown of the result of Packers Bears. Hopefully it is a joyful, happy recap and it's not somber heading into week two. But that'll wrap up this week one edition of the Pack-A-Day Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Mark, we only have 16 more games, 17 more weeks to go. <laughs> That's it. Until we figure out done. who's, uh, yeah, until we figure out what's happening with the playoffs. So one down, 17 more to go. So thanks everybody for riding along with us here. Hope everybody's week's off to a great start. It's Bears week. Remember the Bears still, you know what? Everybody enjoy this week's game and go Pack Go. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.